2: 97.1 FM Talk On Demand Audio Wiggins,
1: America I am not a number I am a free man Wiggins, America The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now Is a cup of coffee
0: Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man
1: America Today's global business climate is like Whatever dude hey! Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There
2: are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes.
0: Welcome to Wiggins America.
3: Hour 2 of Wiggins America, one thing we've been talking about this week is, of course, all of the Trump stuff that broke over the weekend last weekend, but really became the news of the week. What got lost in that a little bit, and this was more at the beginning of the week than it was at the end, was Ron DeSantis' reaction to that, or lack thereof. I actually, I think he did not do a very good job of reacting to the new york da decision and all of that stuff early in the week now he did come out on monday and did make some comments and he talked the, the stuff that made the headlines if anything cuz it really didn't break through much was that he he took a few shots at trump in that without deliberately doing so, I shouldn't say deliberately, maybe it was deliberate, I don't know his motives, but he said things like, you know what, I don't really know what it's like to pay off a porn star, so I'm not really going to enter into that conversation, stuff like that. Now, that's a political hit. He's trying to take down Trump by coming at his moral fiber. That may be good politics, I don't know. I really didn't like it. I thought all he had to do was stand up and say, this is inappropriate. He did do that. He did say it was inappropriate, but lost in the shuffle and one, one of the things we love to talk about here on Wiggins America, and when I say we, I'm referring to the royal we, me, <laughs> uh, is money. Money is really what makes the world go around. It's what determines power. It's what creates and fells nations. Money is the key to all of it. Almost all the time, you see people doing things because of money. Ron DeSantis does seem to get that very, very well. Here's some comments he made this week at that same press conference, I think this was on Monday. Of course, he got asked about Donald Trump, he made those comments, they made a little bit of news. But this was what was really important.
1: Ultimately, cash is king. I mean, if you can hold it in your hand, you have power over that. The minute it's all digitized, somebody else is gonna have control over that. And it's just a question of, are they gonna let you live your life? Are they going to decide to do things uh, to circumvent uh, what you want to do? And think about what we've already seen in Canada. You remember when the truckers were protesting the Vax mandates? You know, they had banks. Some of the the government seized some, froze some of their banks. You had charities that were trying to help these guys, and that was frozen. So we've already seen government really overstep its bounds as it is in the in the banking situation and financial sector that we have now. Can you imagine if we went to something like a central bank digital currency? So I'm glad that we're uh, at the tip of the sphere on this. I think it's really important that states stand up to fight back against some of the things um, that are going on. Well, most of the things that are going on right now in Washington, uh, because they don't have your best interests at heart. Uh, They have their own power at heart. Uh, They have their own agenda that they're looking to advance.
3: DeSantis is right on the money. No pun intended. Actually, very much pun intended. Uh, I'm so thankful that he came out and said this this week because in the light of all the bank stuff happening, and again, Trump has gotten the headlines this week. But the bank issues are going on a little bit more behind the scenes. We know about bank collapses, and now even small banks are asking the Federal Reserve to insure them for the next two years just to make sure everybody's nice and safe and sound and nobody gets scared and there's no bank runs, which all happened because of lack of consumer confidence in the banks. But he came out this week and made those comments, and I think that they're fantastic. You know why? Because he's actually doing something about it. He's not just talking. He's not just giving a press conference about why a new digital currency would be bad. And by the way, these things are being talked about behind the scenes. He is bringing them to the forefront. He's also doing this along with 21 other U.S. states. They are passing laws in these states that say, we will not acknowledge a digital currency. Now, if you're wondering what that means, that's basically creating a new form of currency that they can manipulate even more than the dollar. We know they manipulate the dollar like crazy and that you can use digital currency that is a dollar, as in you're not using cash every time you make a purchase. You're using digital dollars. What they're talking about when they talk about digital currency is a new currency, almost like a new crypto, that they would be able to manipulate. He says in that clip, cash is king. There's a reason why they don't like cash because they can't trace it very well. You can use cash in a deal with your lawnmower buddy and pay him 40 bucks to cut your lawn and that and he could never report that. They don't like that. Not advocating for that. I'm just saying there's a reason why they don't like cash. People love cash because it is less traceable. Criminals like cash because it's less traceable. So there is a downside to it, but the upside is that the government can't control it entirely if you have cash because they don't always know what you have. So DeSantis saying that, and he says that in that clip, the cash is king. I want to make a point here, and I think that it's one that if you if you're paying attention to these issues, it's maybe one that you're not considering. And so I would really like if this is something that fascinates you if this topic of monetary policy and digital currency and banks and the way money creates power. If that's something that you pay attention to, then pay attention to <clears throat> then consider what I'm about to share with you because I think it's something that's not being discussed. The U.S. has the world's reserve currency right now. You know that if you pay attention to this topic. What is a reserve currency? It's basically a huge quantity of money maintained by central banks and other major financial institutions that they use for investments and transactions and international debt obligations and domestic exchange rates and stuff. It's basically a way for them to get around constantly changing out their money which costs time and money to do. So they use the dollar to just make everything easier. Well, we have abused that privilege of being the world's reserve currency like crazy, especially in the last few years. Because when we print and print and print, that devalues not only our currency and we see it in inflation, but it devalues trust in that currency because people go, oh, if they're just going to print it, then I can't really control how much this is worth, and it makes me less confident in it. So the rest of the world has been picking up on this, and power players have been picking up on this for a long time, like China, and saying they have a ton of power because of that. We want to have a reserve currency of our own, but you can't just force banks to do it. you got to have power. Well, China has power. They're the second largest economy in the world. And now the real news story is that India is legitimately trying to make a world currency or a reserve currency that can be shared by other probably mostly eastern nations to do business. I'm going to guess that the Middle East is probably going to do business in this if, unless we flex our muscles and we say, don't you dare. But there's a lot of politics involved because it's power. It's all about power. So where are you going with this, Ryan? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) What is that point that I said, listen to this? Well, here it is. While that's scary because it affects our personal pocketbooks and our global influence and our ability really as a society to function the way that we do right now, one of the ways our government is able to do so much of what they do is because they just can kind of print whatever they want. And there's no... There's no obstacles to that. There's no real major consequences to them, anyway, to doing it. There's consequences to us, but not to them. If there is competition on this front, I'm not saying it's going to be easy or painless for us, especially us little guys, but it may rein in the government's ability to do these things. Now, I don't have a whole lot of hope in the government doing that. But the power players that are behind the scenes that are controlling the interest rates and who ultimately are the ones making monetary policy, they will know that. And they're scared of this stuff happening right now. I think it's one of the reasons that we haven't seen quite as much printing is not just because people are mad about inflation and Joe Biden and tying those things together and may hurt them at the ballot box. But I think the power players are seeing that they've overplayed their hand and that their own power has been shaken by this, especially if there's a competing world reserve currency. Competition is a good thing. It leads to better outcomes. Back around to my original point, what we need is to just use the dollar the way that it was intended that got it to world reserve currency status in the first place, and it really will fix a lot of these problems. However, if somebody wants to come along and try to knock us off, My hope is that by simply talking about it, making it aware, making an issue that people are aware of, that maybe we can come back from that cliff or at least continue to compete on that front. Money is power. You know who got that better than anybody in recent history? Donald Trump. It sounds like DeSantis gets it too. That's good news. More Wiggins America coming up. Wiggins, America. Wiggins, America. Trisha's in studio. I am just about done talking about one world currency. I don't know about you. Yep. Whew. That's a doozy. Let's close that book. Let's move right along. Move on to more important news. This is a segment that we call Serious Questions. Serious Questions. We bring you important stories, and then we ask a serious question about those stories. Do you wish to go first or second, Trisha?
0: You know what? I'll go first. Okay. My first one isn't as great as my second one. I'm just going to throw it out there. This is I'm going to set the bar low, like old Roy low.
3: I already he don't like it. All right.
0: Uh, Ron DeSantis likes his nickname that Trump, Trump gave him. I've heard this. Yep. Okay. So that's my first one. And...
3: I feel like o Roy. Right now. You, uh, you, you do realize this is called serious questions. Are we on,
0: are we on the radio? What's Because happening? what you
3: do is you share okay. the story. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis do.
0: says he doesn't know what former uh, President Donald Trump's nickname "Ron De Sanctimonious" means, but uh, he likes it. He'll go with it. It's fine. DeSantis added that Trump is welcome to give him nicknames. Explaining, I mean, you can call me whatever you want, just as long as you also call me a winner. A uh, serious question. Serious question. Have you ever had a nickname you love
3: or hate? Um, I don't necessarily want to share that nickname because I don't want it to spread because I did hate it. Oh, we've got to hear it. Do you, wait, do you have one? Sure. So Equal my, opportunity here.
0: My So my last name, my main name was Seekman.
3: Yeah, we all remember that. Right. It was like six couple months, months ago. ago.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a girlfriend growing up that would call me Trisha Geekman.
3: Ooh, mm-hmm. that's rough. Yeah.
0: So I Was got, she really a friend, though? I don't know. Now that I think about it, I, we'd laugh and joke. I was like sad inside a little, mm-hmm. but we always thought it was so funny. Trisha Geekman.
3: I was always the person that gave out the nicknames. So. Uh. Uh, And I wasn't the person walking around at parties being like, hey, there's Jingle John. He got drunk at the Christmas party. Everybody remembers. I'm going to call him Jingle John for the rest of his life. I just would, nobody could give me a nickname because it just wouldn't stick to me because I would throw it off. So my good friends, and we're talking about like five years ago, conspired to give me a nickname and they use it fairly regularly just just to prove that they can. So it's not really a nickname. It's almost like...
0: What iron, is it?
3: Sugar bones. <laughs> Ew. I know. What does that even mean? Just because you eat a lot of candy? Because I eat so much candy they say, oh, his bones are made of sugar. <laughs> so... <laughs> He's Sugar Bones. <laughs> and this is the first time I have ever publicly acknowledged that. Right. I will seriously just sort of avoid the whole topic when it's in text threads and things. Can
0: we get Big Voice Guy to do a Sugar bone? No, we can't. Stinger?
3: No, I, I kind of... I'm so the one can... who talks to Big Voice Guy, and so that's not going to happen. I've got his number, too. I'm sure you could track him down I'm going to talk to my friend D, to the C,
0: who also has a Big Voice
3: Guy. Okay, you guys do that.
0: And then I'm going to hijack... Wiggins America. I'm not sure how I'm the one operating bones. this board. Yeah, that's what you think.
3: <laughs> so there you go. That's I, ridiculous. I have bared my soul now. Thank
0: you for sharing it with me. I plan to use it against you the for the rest of our The thing I was the most friendship.
3: afraid of is going to happen. It will 100 happen. What was your serious question again? Was uh, it Have you ever had a nickname you love or hate? That was the, oh, that was the question because I wanted to say that I thought Meatball Ron was a great nickname, and Piers Morgan brought that up in that interview, but. Donald Trump never actually used it. So I'm like, gosh, why wouldn't you use Meatball Ron? It's great. It's just a great (laughs) nickname. I don't care if it's for Ron DeSantis or it's political. It's just a great name. All right. Here's mine. Okay, James Tolliver Craig, 45 years old, was arrested on Sunday morning in Aurora, Colorado on charges of first degree murder. Listen to the story. Follow me along here. That sentence doesn't make sense. Don't worry about it. Craig drove his wife to a hospital on Wednesday evening after she complained of a headache and severe dizziness, police said. Soon after arriving, she experienced a seizure and underwent a rapid medical decline before being placed on life support, according to police. She was later declared brain dead and was taken off of life support. An investigation was launched and determined, that, according to the affidavit, that her husband... Had been putting poison, potassium cyanide, which he was only able to get because he's a dentist, mm-hmm. into her morning shakes as he made them for her for days and days. He was making his wife morning shakes, putting cyanide in them, and it finally killed her. And he was trying to do it in a way that already mimics symptoms she was having with other things. Evil genius. Sure. He did get caught. Serious question. How did he get
0: caught? Did you say that? It was... I know you said follow along closely, but I did not. Did you say... <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thank you for <if laughs> your no honesty. No problem.
0: <laughs> did you say how he got caught?
3: Well, they did a... I think an autopsy or toxicology and
0: they were like, this guy's got access to it. Also, he's been generously making her shakes for X amount of months.
3: I don't even know if they, they were like, the cops were like, wait a minute now, those shakes that she's carrying around are suspicious. I think they determined all this very slowly, but they figured out that somebody just thought there was something weird because she was experiencing symptoms she already had. So it was weird that somebody had this inclination that there was foul play, but they did enough and got a report on her. Well, then the report came back that she had this in her system. So they started tracing it back and they figured out how he did it. So it's really, I I hesitate to use the word impressive because it's terrible, but it's very well thought out. And this guy should go to jail for first degree murder for the rest of his life now because yep. it was very planned. Mm-hmm. Serious question. Ken? Why haven't you touched your tea? serious question
0: because it is super weird that you keep trying to give me tea every time we hang
3: out i i I make it I would appreciate if you drank it
0: I understand that sugar bones but. <laughs> i'm good thank you uh, I'm,
3: I'm about that close to cussing and i don't even really cuss i'm that mad that i you duped me into telling that all story. right
0: the supreme court is taking a look at jack daniels oh did you have an answer did you want to answer your own question about tea
3: no i'm drinking my tea
0: okay the supreme court to take a look at a jack daniels lawsuit jack daniels is trying to stop production and marketing of a chewy dog toy called bad spaniels i've seen this love this story The toy, shaped and decorated like a Jack Daniels bottle, features a spaniel and the name Bad Spaniels on the label instead of the iconic Jack Daniels name. Instead of promising 40% alcohol by volume, it promises 43% poo by
3: volume and 100% smelly. Before you ask your question, Uh that that was a little lazy. I thought... The the name, which was, what was it again? Bad Spaniels. Bad Spaniels. I like that. It's great. But then 43% poo. I agree. Like No
0: dog's going to want to eat or drink poo, no matter the shape.
2: I mean, well, actually, I guess dogs dogs do eat poo. Serious question.
0: Anyway, Jack Daniels claims the toy infringes on its trademark, confuses consumers, and tarnishes its reputation, explaining... Quote, Jack Daniels loves dogs and appreciates a good joke as much as anyone. But Jack Daniels likes its customers even more and doesn't want them confused or associating its fine whiskey with dog poop. So this is this is one of the sticking points for this lawsuit. Uh, The VIP for the dog toy company says freedom of speech begins with freedom to mock. Serious question.
2: Serious question.
0: Do you think this toy is confusing to dogs? (laughs)
2: Is that what we're worried about here?
0: Jack Daniels says it's confusing its customers. Well,
3: it seems as if Jack Daniels is probably worried, also stupidly, that people might be confused that a dog's chew toy is liquor. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it says it's 43% poo and 100% smelly. Yeah,
3: but when you pick it up, it's not as if it feels like a real bottle. I guess the question is, what's the other
0: 57%? <laughs>
3: That's, good. That's a very good question. It's probably throw up or something. But they didn't say on the bottle. I, uh, I answered your serious question with another serious Do question. Do you think
0: this is a serious question? Do you think this toy is confusing for dogs?
3: No.
2: Serious question.
3: Here's mine. Last one, Joseph Detoury, a University of South Florida professor hopes to do more than set a world record by living underwater for a hundred days. He hopes to become, it's not just that he's trying to set some Guinness book of world record. He genuinely hopes to become, in his words, superhuman. Here's the quote, the human body has never been underwater that long. So I will be monitored closely. This study will examine every way this journey impacts my body. But my null hypothesis is that there will be improvements to my health due to the increased pressure. He's a former U S Navy diver. He was, he did it for 28 years. He believes that according to studies that cells exposed to increased pressure doubled within five days. And that suggests that he can increase his longevity and prevent aging related diseases by living in a pressurized environment. So he says, quote, We suspect I am going to come out superhuman.
0: Hmm. Good for him. I have questions about his actual living conditions down there.
3: Uh I do too, and the Is his
0: skin exposed to water?
3: I think so. Yes. Okay, that's going to shrivel up. I did too. So let me ask my serious question since you just brought that up. <sighs> I wanted to hijack this one too. Serious question. Do you like raisins?
0: No. Mm.
2: Serious question.
3: You yes. get the connection though? I do. And you just change your mind on raisins too. I
0: used to hate them. But over the past six months or so, I realized I like them. Oh. So it's new. Thank you, know, you for bringing that up.
3: I realized that I hated them as a child also. Do you like him now? Love him in cereal.
0: What happened to us?
3: I think we're old. We
0: are old, but that guy's not going to be once he comes out of the water pressure.
3: Apparently. Pressure i tell you cooker. what. He's either going to be a complete idiot who lives underwater for 100 days for no reason, or we're going to find out that this guy just solved aging. One of the incredible. two. One of the two. I hope it's that one. I do, too. All right. Thanks for serious questions. We got old Roy and Trisha coming back in just a second, so stick around. Fight the break of dawn, come tomorrow, tomorrow I'll be
0: gone,
4: say tonight, and fight the break of dawn, come tomorrow, tomorrow I'll be gone.
0: The Hoobastank of Top radio, Wiggins, America.
2: Come on, this loop John B my grandfather and me
4: around
0: we You can call us Americans or Vespuccians, doesn't matter here. Wiggins Vespuccia
2: Got into a fight Well, I feel so broken?
3: But I want to talk about something I talked about at the beginning of the show. Circle back to it. Circle back, Saki, to a story that I don't normally do this, but I want to make sure it's getting its full attention. Gosh, everything is so important right now. I feel I can talk about 50 different stories, and still there's, there's more to cover even than that. It didn't used to be this way, and I don't think it's just the 24-hour news cycle that they say, ah, there's so much news because we make news out of everything. No, it's that... We make news out of everything because everything matters so much more now. We're so much more polarized that normally talking about what's going on in an Arizona local election doesn't matter. But when it has implications like this one does, it does matter. So it used to not be that way. But now stuff that happens in New Jersey affects what happens to us here and that's unfortunate, but that's where we're at, and that's why there's so much news, because everything has risen to the level of so much more importance. So in talking about the Kerry Lake case, I want to come to you very sober-minded, just like I have before, and give you the facts, because there's really very little people, very little people, <laughs> very few people uh, doing that. Everybody goes to their corners on these cases, if they cover it at all. I mean, there's very few people even talking about it, but those who are, are saying, all right, for sure there was fraud now. Or they say Carrie Lake is a fraud and she's a grifter, therefore don't even talk about this story. The answer could be in the middle. It could be both of those things. It could be neither of those things. But how do you know if nobody's giving you the facts? So here are the facts. Carrie Lake took election fraud cases to local courts there in Arizona uh, after she did not win the governorship and... Katie Hobbs has been sworn in as governor. She's trying to overturn that by saying there was enough fraud to overturn that election. In bringing those cases to lower courts, she has not yet gotten the outcome she's wanted. Now, she has had hearings, which is more than a lot of these cases have ever gotten. So that's been a positive because we've gotten to actually see evidence. People have had to be on the witness stand and make statements. That's good because then you get facts. She's still lost. So she's appealed those things up to the Supreme Court of Arizona now. And the Arizona Supreme Court, just a couple days ago this week, issued um, a... I'm going to get the words wrong. I should have like, brought a story to read to you. I'm, I'm telling you this from memory because I've studied it so much. I feel confident that I can do that. Uh, they, they said no to six of her seven claims. The, the interesting thing about that, though, is that the one claim they said yes to... And it doesn't mean they're going to hear the case. It means that it'll kick it back to the lower courts again because it was never tried. So this is the one case about signature verification that has never made its way through the courts. The lower courts said no to this one. And so they talked about the other ones like Election Day, printing errors, and um, certain voting machines not working, mainly in Republican areas. So all of that is tough to prove how many votes it affected. This one has been the most important the whole time because it's provable. You can see if somebody has signed the same signature on multiple ballots, and especially if they've signed it on a whole bunch of ballots. Signature verification has been the key to her case the whole time, but she's brought up all the other stuff to make sure that something got heard. It's taken a while, but the strategy has worked because what happened was throughout all these other court cases, the Maricopa Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, which runs the election there in Phoenix, um, had to issue a whole bunch of statements. Well, in doing so, they've actually, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They have hurt their own cause and made it clear that they did not do signature verification according to the laws on the books. Well, because of working through the lower courts now, the Arizona Supreme Court had all those affidavits and said, oh, you've admitted that you didn't do these correctly. We'll allow that case to proceed. So now it goes back to the lower courts where they can do all kinds of discovery. The Cary Lake team can look at signatures now, and that wasn't even really part of the case. (laughs) It's complicated. That wasn't part of the case, but now it will become part of the case And now it all starts over again, but it's all honed in now on signature verification. So is there any there there? We'll find out. There could not be. But we'll keep an eye on it because if there is something there, if they find that a whole bunch of signatures are the same on lots of ballots, and then that number rises to the amount that would overturn an election, things are going to get very interesting because the Arizona Supreme Court has already said, yes, this should be heard. We'll follow it. Stick around. More Wiggins America. The whole cast back in here
2: next.
0: Strap on your diapers, babies, because wiggy wigs riding dirty. Wiggins America.
3: it's the most important segment of the show. It is all three of us all together at once, finally. Welcome. Hooray. But by three Yay. of us, I mean Trisha and old Roy. I should probably introduce you. I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hey. Hello. Greetings. Um, let's, nice to be here. Let's talk about um, our passions for a moment. Let's cast aside the news of the day and talk about us personally.
4: Okay. Okay.
3: I, Roy, you're probably not privy to all this. But I have uh, particular passions, and they are for animals. Mm -hmm. Trisha, weeks ago, you weren't involved in this conversation, but she challenged that I was being sincere about that. Yeah, I did. And I I said, no, no, I am very serious about this. Mm -hmm. In fact, I have a PSA that shows how serious I am about this cause. Mm -hmm. And it took that before she even started to believe me. Still don't. So I'm going to play that now. Hi, this is Ryan from Pretzels for Pups. Did you know that in our own country, according to a paper, less than 10% of all dogs have eaten a full-size soft pretzel in their entire lives? It doesn't have to be this way. Not with Pretzels for Pups. I don't have to tell you what our passion is. It's right there in the name. How can I help, Ryan? How do you think you can help? It's so obvious. I don't need to still be talking. We don't want your money. Get a pretzel and feed it to a dog. We are not a not-for-profit. We are not a 501c3. Feed a pretzel to a dog. Do you hear that? Feed a pretzel to a dog. Pretzels for pups. Feed a pretzel to a dog. Pretzelsforpups.ding.gov And Roy... And Roy, when I played that for her, she just sneezed right in my face. What? Which is not quite as bad as spitting.
0: I have really bad allergies.
3: Yeah, it was allergy related. We're getting to that season. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's, I know, you know me. You know I've been talking about this for years. You are dead serious about this. Mm -hmm. About
0: pretzels for pups.
3: It's always been a big thing for him. She thinks that I was filling I th- out my on, my online um, sales form mm-hmm. for the salespeople to sell the show yeah. and suddenly asked me, what's a charity you believe in? And she thinks I just made that up on the spot. Mm-hmm. That is... That's a little bit insulting. I mean, if if you know anything (laughs) Uh about Ryan, it's that he is always serious.
0: He's always wanted to feed carbs to dogs, carbs for canines.
3: Pretzels specifically. but
0: Pretzels for pups.
3: It's not about the nutrition. It's about the enjoyment. Nobody eats a pretzel because they think it's good for them. I'm not trying to feed the pretzels to the dog because I think it's good for the dog. I think it's something that the dog emotionally would enjoy. Dogs deserve fun, too. Thank you. That I, we may have to use that mm-hmm. on our site, our website. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trisha then she came back to me and said, "Get away with this BS," and she used the full word. Ooh. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. do that here. Yikes! Bologna <clears throat> sandwich. <clears throat> she said, "Get away with that bologna sandwich." Oh shoot! I said I couldn't use it here. here I apologize, <laughs> but that wasn't. You what also she said. said
0: you were passionate for pretzels for
3: pups. I but... did, and I still mean that. Mm. Um, and she said no what I what I have is a real charity that I'm passionate about Truth. and I said the same thing as you would say right now that's that's baloney sandwich right but she then came to me and said no no look this is something that I've been doing for a long time and she played me this
0: there are no pups who need pretzels but there are cats who need coats Hi this is Trisha Everding with coats for cats We are not a not-for-profit we are not a 501 C3. Just give a coat to a cat. It'll know what to do, and if it doesn't, eh, that's on it. The burden that is, not the coat. You see, Pretzels for Pups claims it's helping feed animals, but do you know the average number of cases of canine obesity, do you? It's a great question, one I'm not sure Wiggins America can answer. Give a coat to a cat, Coats for Cats. Hi, I'm Trisha Everding with Coats for Cats, basically stating the promo over because I want the focus to be on these felines, not those canine tubby tubs. Thanks for being gentle,
3: folk. I feel like that could not have been made before mine. (laughs) I feel like you made that in response to mine. No. But no, apparently this has been a passion of yours for years.
0: Unlike your pretzels for pups, Sham. Coats for Cats has been established for a very long time.
3: I'm a little disappointed that in the promo for Coats for Cats, most of what you did was trash pretzels for pups. I don't I don't like that. I uh,
0: wanted to, to prove a point that Coats for Cats is actually warming animals and helping them where a faux charity like Pretzels for Pups is actually trying to make them chunky.
3: F-A-U-X. Faux. Faux, yeah. Because you're making sure. You were pointing at Roy like he was on the same page as you, and then he just naturally nodded because you I, were pointing at him. Why, that's like F H O, I thought, like thought it's what. Faux? Yeah. F-o.
4: It is. I, it's uh, a or is it P
3: H O, like the soup? Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to clarify. And But you mean fake.
4: I've, I find that that uh, public service announcement very appealing because it serves two purposes. One, it it just makes you feel good about helping cats. Ooh. And two, it's also like an attack ad, <laughs> so it has
3: dual purpose. It does both well. Thank you, Roy. I think I, that's, that's I, a that's I, a
0: ringing endorsement.
3: I think that's bologna sandwich. Okay, but because of this conversation that you and I, Trisha, have been having now for probably over a month about our sure. respective charities mm-hmm. and Mine, fighting, it's
0: legitimate and has been around for years and years. And look, yours that you made up.
3: Look, thank you, Donald Trump. I will be DeSantis in this moment, mm-hmm. and I will just take the higher road. Okay,
0: Ryan, DeSanctimonious <laughs> over there.
3: <laughs> um, Meatball Roy has brought in a, a promo of his own. Now we I mean, we've he's been just in the game. We've kind of been going about this all wrong, and then Vivek Ramaswamy comes in and he goes, "No, no, no, I've been touting this for years." So Roy I'm going to play Roy's promo. That this is the first time this has ever aired. Hmm. And this is something that, having known Roy, he has actually been passionate about this for years.
4: Hi, this is Old Roy with Scorpions for Squirrels. We are not a not-for-profit. We are not a 501c3. You cannot find us on a map, and GPS will just get you caught in a roundabout. We are not a registered organization and do not exist in the eyes of the law, and donations are discouraged. But if you do donate, you will not receive a tax rebate 1040 form in the year
3: following your donation. Scorpionsforsquirrels.ding.gum. I feel like most of that promo, though, was legal stuff. Oh, you got to, though. You have to. Yeah, I know. I and you have a, that. You have a yeah, legal background, so I understand. But can you explain a little bit more about the actual, because all you did was say Scorpions for Squirrels, and then mm-hmm. you just gave the legal.
0: Despite our rivalry, I want to know this, too.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, I have been talking about this in smaller circles for a long, long time. And what it, it, it basically what it addresses is nobody ever cares what scorpions think, right? Everybody's like, "Ooh, a scorpion." Scorpions have a lot of opinions. They're very. Um, I, I I don't know the science on this, but I think they they are pretty empathetic creatures, and squirrels also don't get a lot of. Credit. They're, they're an, yeah. a, an annoyance.
3: They build nests in your trees. That's they drop nuts point. everywhere. Uh, this is what it looks like when Roy thinks on his feet.
4: Yeah. <laughs> the scorpions are stepping forward and saying, hey, cut the squirrels. Did from... you say
3: the scorpions? <laughs> the
4: scorpions. Okay. They're...
0: D-A? Like they're,
4: they're stepping up and they're giving a shout out for the squirrels who get a bad rap. And so it just... They needed a voice. They needed a bigger voice. The scorpions. They're, they're little small things.
3: right? It, it, I, this is a little bit of a surprise to me. I don't want to go too long on this, but it does seem as if you were trying to benefit the squirrels, but the way you're talking, you're benefiting the scorpions. Correct.
0: I thought, and I maybe it's just me, I'd have to listen to your very well thought out ad again, or PSA again, but I thought you wanted to feed scorpions to squirrels. Oh
3: no. Goodness gracious. Yeah, that seems like that's Neanderthal thinking. That's,
0: that's <laughs> this dark. is the this is a plight of the scorpion. Mostly, yeah. They, that's good because I was scared mostly. for the
4: squirrels. They're they're a, well. The squirrels get a a side benefit to it because the scorpions are the only ones talking out for the squirrels on
0: behalf of the. So you are basically just a voice. Your <laughs> your organization is a voice for
4: scorpions. For I'm a voice for the voice.
0: <laughs> so. Yes, of scorpions.
3: Yes. Okay. I can't believe I just let you talk that all out. That The show's over. Mm-hmm. Thanks, that's, old Roy. That's what you get. <laughs> Tricia, great job as usual. Old Roy, I don't know. We'll let the people decide. Mm. Let's we'll see who raises the most money. And based on those ads, we are not asking for any, so it's going to be hard to determine. Well, well, it's all about the scorpions. Give a coat to a cat. <laughs> Pretzels for pups
1: pretzelsforpups.ding.com bye
2: Seven 1, talkcom